Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff side on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. What up, y'all? We ain't going down like that, because this is picking up the blitz. We never go down like that. We kick it off like this. This is KBE Fane, my boy Mad Money Mike behind the glass. Yep. My boy Paul Pierce sitting right next to me. My dog, not the real 3-4. Eddie Fane, what's going on, man? What's up, KB? What's up, KB, man? How you doing? How you living? How is everything? I hope everything's good on your end because it's great over here, Bob. Bro, it is freezing. It's freezing. The dog does not want to go outside. It's it's like below 20s every day. I don't know how I'm going to make it through winter. I just don't even want to hear how warm it is down in Florida from you guys. What up, Mad Money Mike? What's going on? What's going on? Sitting here what in the temperature is cold. Like 30 what degrees. 30 degrees. Get out of here, man. No, it's, it's pretty cold. What are you dealing with, Fane? Uh, you know, like 65, 70. Well, I hit some golf balls earlier. That's all right. Pretty good. Living right, the dream, we dog. Got, we got a great show for you guys tonight. We got uh, the demise of ESPN with John Gruden going to Oakland. We got David Gettleman. Heading the ship for the New York Giants. We got a great basketball game tonight in the Cavaliers versus the Celtics. The LeBron Kyrie controversy. We also have the status of Jimmy Garoppolo and how well he's playing. Can't wait to get into all of it. But before we do that, we got to lay down some locked and loaded NBA picks of the week here every week for Wild Dog Hot Sauce here on Picking Up the Blitz with KBE Fane, producer Mad Money Mike. These NBA picks are very simple, very simple. I stay away from games I don't like. I grab the games I do like. And this is the game that I like the most. This is the one I like the most. And this is Phoenix plus 11.5 at Denver tonight. The Suns are coming off a one-point win at Atlanta last night. Although gas and jet lag, Devin Booker's scoring power will be enough to cover the 11.5 points. Thoughts? Hey, I go with Devin Booker, man. This kid is uh, this kid's the real deal, and there ain't no no debating it, man. This kid is a scoring machine. And then, uh, man, you know it hurts too because we took Justice Winslow in the draft that he did, uh, and I believe we could have had Devin Booker had we known the potential. And we've seen what Justice was uh, Winslow's become, and it's just not not pretty to say the least. But yeah, I'm gonna roll with Phoenix. I agree with you on this one. All right, Devin Booker, man, that was a tough call. Uh, easy miss by a lot of teams. A lot of teams. Miami's not the only one. But staying in Miami where they're hosting the Detroit Pistons, they're getting four points that they got to cover. It's Miami minus four. And believe it or not, nobody knows more about this than Eddie Fane. So I'm going to side with his pick automatically. Who you got in this, Fane? Listen, bro, everything everything down here right now is just kind of hectic. And I, I don't trust this Heat team as far as I could throw them. Uh, to be honest with you, giving up four... I don't like it. If they win the night, it's going to be by one or two. I'm going to roll with Detroit. As much as it kills me to do it, man, I got to roll with the Detroit Pistons if they're given the four points. Stan Van Gundy. Oh, not to mention Stan Van Gundy. Yep, you're goddamn right, bro. Yep, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, he's got a little grudge towards Miami. He's going to have his boys fired up tonight. Roll with Detroit if you're betting if you're going to put the money down, bub. Ah, you heard that from Eve Fain. I heard that, and that's the pick I'm going with. Makes sense, right? Shoe fits. OKC, tomorrow night on our Thursday night special. Going to the L.A. Clippers. They're going to eat a point, but I'm still taking OKC. Who you got, Eve Fain? Clippers are trash, bro. Clippers are garbage. Clippers are Clippers are like the dumpster behind Wendy's, dude. I mean, you, you, can, you can go around it. But don't go near it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you walk around it. Don't go near it. Okay, see you all day. You could eat, but why would you want to? 
out of the dumpster? I don't know. Yeah. It depends on how hungry you are, I guess. Yeah. Hey, when I die, man, you could just throw my body right in the dumpster. Right. Throw it in the, the trash. 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 You're dead. Why not? Old Frank Reynolds quote. All right, now that we've wrapped up our NBA Locked and Loaded Picks of the Week, you know where to go if you want to go three for three. That's the KBE fame, Matt Money Mike. we got to hop into our first topic of the week. I think it's a pretty large topic. i got to start it, E-Fame, because people call me out. They say I copy ESPN and all this crap. This is, this is, the, this is, the, final, this is the final wall to fall for ESPN, if you ask me. John Gruden to Oakland. It's just about official now. ESPN's got to be telling the guy, you know, we're not uh, we're not looking so good. You're the highest paid dude that works for us. You don't do all that much. We can't keep paying you to do this, and we're definitely not going to give you a raise. So I guess it's time for the scowl to come back and all of us to get to watch a little Chucky coach the Oakland Raiders again. But how okay, how reliable is the source that reported this? Give me the name again because I mean how, how close to a, a deal are we here? I mean, is this the real initial or? the the initial report was from ESPN. So I think they got an inside tip there, buddy. Dude, I would love to see Gruden back on the sidelines, man. I mean, he's good in the booth and everything, and he's a hell of a character, bro, but he belongs on the sideline, at least until he gets a little bit older, man. And besides, the Oakland Raiders became such a shit show. And this season, they had such high expectations going in there. And Jack Del Rio, we know his track record, man. Now, now look, now he's out of Jacksonville after his tenure there, and, and, and let's be real, Jacksonville's in the playoffs and looking like a, a contender based on that defense. So you want to tell me that with all that talent, how the hell did Amari Cooper just become a nobody this year? How did Derek Carr go from an MV caliber quarterback last season to uh, a scrub this year? I mean, I literally wouldn't even put the guy in the top 15, and he crushed me by drafting him in fantasy. You put John Gruden in there, and I think any Oakland fans, 267-521-0153, give, a, give us a call if you want to, man. Let me hear what your thoughts are on this one because uh, it makes perfect sense to me. Del Rio out the door, just like his stupid kids out the door in Florida, too. The Gator, he was playing uh, quarterback for the Gators there. Put John Gruden back on the sidelines. I think any Oakland Raiders fan would be ecstatic to have this guy sign that contract. Well, John Gruden, I think, fits the mold of kind of the perfect head coach in this day and age because you want somebody that's offensive-minded, but you also want somebody that's going to hold that defensive accountable. I think John Gruden is that guy. This is going to be the first time he's going to be with the franchise QB, Evane. How do you think his relationship with Derek Carr is going to fare? Well, I think that that's not an issue at all. The issue that I think that you have to be a little bit concerned about is has John Gruden softened up? You know, has he gotten a little soft uh, years away from the sideline? Has but you the, could, you the could also say boots, has the cozy warm boots softened? You know he's a little softer now. He's been sitting up there calling games. Yeah, it's pretty easy to call it. Does he remember the grind, the Gruden grinder of being an actual NFL head coach when you know that this is a twenty-four hour job and 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 that's a tough thing for him to do. That's why I I don't believe this until I see this Beck because if you're going to tell me that this dude's going to walk away from being, I believe, I believe, don't, Mad Money, you could run this stat check, please, that he's the highest paid uh, ESPN analyst. Oh, yeah, he I is. Believe I already he, said that. Oh, did you? Okay, good. Well, then, I, I mean, I don't really listen when you talk that much, dude. I just kind of wait for my cue to go because, honestly, <laughs> who, who can listen to you go on for more than two minutes? But, anyway, <laughs> dude, what I'm telling you is, like, yeah, so I, you're going to leave all that to go back to an Oakland team that is talented. Don't get me wrong. I really, it, it is there. He's really got to love it, though, man, because he's going to get into that, that week six of that grind, and if you're three and three, he's going to be saying, Jesus, I think I'd rather be calling Monday Night Games. So I don't believe any of this, really, until I see it in writing. I believe it. I believe it's a done deal. I think that's how you do it on your way out of ESPN, just like a lot of people have precedented this. You say, uh, you know what, thanks for uh, my time here, and I'll give you one last story on my way out, just like uh, – uh, what's his name? The new head coach of Arizona State University, uh, Herman Edwards. Same deal. Give him the story. Roll out because they don't have the money to pay you anymore, dog. 
And then the counter argument to what Ethan is saying about John Gruden not having the fire yet is that maybe the fire could be hotter than ever. But something about me is kind of weirded out by the fact that the the Bucks traded him. I mean, the Raiders traded him to the Bucks. I mean, how hot can the fire be? And then also, too, before you come back at me, saying I think he's got to get Marshawn Lynch out of the locker room immediately. Well, Marshawn Lynch is giving up. Marshawn Lynch is doing his, his little TV show now. Marshawn Lynch is doing his own little thing. Marshawn Lynch has quit on the NFL. I think he came back for a paycheck, and that's it. I mean, basically, look at the numbers this year. So, yeah, get Marshawn Lynch out of there. Uh, you know, do your thing with it. Do what you want to do with it, and that's that's basically what it comes down to. Um, also, though, if you're talking about what, how, what – you were asking what Oakland's stock is in him because they traded him away to, to Tampa Bay. I mean, wasn't that under – the old uh, uh, before he passed away owner of the Oakland Raiders wasn't that back in that era? I mean, early two. Yeah, that was Al Davis, not Mark Davis. Yeah, so you know, so it's a different, it's a different era now, and we all know that. And then you know, and we just see what Oakland should be, and you figure this is the guy that to lead the ship. This is the captain that they want, man. And I think that uh, you know, all in all, I don't think that Gruden should have any hard feelings towards. Oakland now, I think he might have some words for the deceased, but you know it is what it is, man. But listen, bro, if Gruden, well, Al Davis's that, body is in the trash. Buddy. He's in the dumpster behind Wendy's, bro. He's dead. He's done. Regime is over. But yeah, dude. Look, man. What it comes down to is, man, Gruden. You want to sign that? That's exciting stuff. And there's no Oakland fan out there. I guarantee. I guarantee. There's no Oakland fan out there that's going to complain, you know, the second that uh, Gruden signs the, the contract. I don't think there's a fan out there of a team that would complain if Gruden was the head coach of their team. And I believe that this will be a really, uh, really uh, elevating experience for Gruden and the Oakland Raiders as well, with this being the first time that Gruden's had a listen. real franchise QB to work with. Listen. I think that listen. that's the factor you're missing. This is and the first time where we're going to go before you jump on to your next topic. Okay. Gruden, we got it. How in the hell explain this to me? How in the hell did Marvin Lewis sign a two-year contract extension today? How uh, in the hell have the Cincinnati Bengals been this mediocre and coaches in the NFL have such a short lifespan? Did Marvin Lewis, Sign on for another two years after I believe it's either thirteen or it's between thirteen and fifteen years. He's been there, and in thirteen and fifteen years, it's zero playoff wins. Whereas coaches in in this league these days last four years, no playoff win, you're gone for the most part. And that's it. Doesn't even matter pedigree, track record, history, nothing. And here's Marvin Lewis with an A.J. Green, a Giovanni Bernard, a Andy Dalton, who, you know, you can say what you want about him. He isn't, he isn't an elite quarterback, but, Christ, the defense has been vicious, and they can't get a playoff win. And this guy, this guy, signs on for two more years. Get the hell out of here, man. That's crazy. Uh, I think uh, you're on to something, Ethan. I think it's absolutely uh, inexplainable. They haven't been productive in the playoffs. They haven't been productive in primetime games. He hasn't had control of the locker room. He hasn't had control of that football team on or off the field for his entire tenure of being there. I'm looking for the answer just like you. I don't think we'll be able to give the listeners an answer on that one, man. I I really don't understand that. And and not just just for another year, not just one year, but two years. They're two years, sure. You're a Bengals fan. I mean, you got to be so over it at this point that just, just please, please bring in a fresh face. I don't give a shit who he is. Just bring in a fresh face, and, and you now you're gonna look at, you're gonna watch Marvin Lewis on the sidelines for another day. Like you said, not one but two. Come on, man. That 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 that's ridiculous. And the talent that it's wasting away, wasting away AJ Green, a top three, I'd say receiver, definitely top five. That's just not making much even, sense. Defense is getting older. They got Joe Mixon. I know Joe Mixon punches girls in the face, and that's a very delicate subject. But, hey, bro, Joe Mixon can play on the field, and that's what it all comes down to. He can produce for you in the next coming years. He's going to be a pretty a big name. If he can keep well, I would out stop. of trouble, I would you're immediately, I would immediately stop wasting my time with Giovanni Bernard and uh, Jeremy uh, – what's his name, Eddie? Jeremy Hill, maybe. Yeah, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, I'd immediately stop wasting my time with that. Joe Mixon's the back in that backfield. He's the real deal. 
I mean, it's just the the thing for the Bengals. But uh, I know I know we got other other subjects to cover here. No, 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 no. I like I like this one because before we hop off of this tub subject, I gotta ask you again, man. I mean, so if they're gonna keep the head coach, then why do they think they're gonna get a different result with Andy Dalton still being the same start being the starting quarterback again next year? I mean, you think that they would want to? They would want to try and shake something up there. I mean, there's a little bit of a market for AJ McCarron too, so why not work the market and see if you could bring something in via trade at least for McCarron? If you don't want to move off Dalton, the only move you're going to make is going to be to re-sign Marvin Lewis. Ah, unexplainable, inexplicable. I uh, don't get it, man. Don't get it. it yeah, it's a uh, that's a head scratcher there, and. Um... I mean, I don't even know a Bengals fan. I, I, Bengals are a pretty a team that really I never pay much attention to unless AJ Green's playing. And I got him in fantasy. So to be honest with you, I could really care less. It just it blows my mind that this guy, and it's not it's not like it's been eight years. It's been like fifteen years, man. Like so, think about it. So fifteen years, and he's he hasn't won one playoff game, and he's gotten to the playoffs a, a bunch of times. And then they just choke, and they do something stupid, and they cost themselves games. I remember the Steelers game where they literally just them in the field goal range or scoring range based off of cheap shots to Antonio Brown, just penalties and just stupid, poorly coached team that you need to wrangle your freaking thugs on defense and tell them to stop this shit. And he can't do it, and yet he signs a two-year contract. He says, get the hell out of here. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Makes no sense. And then Good work, Beck. And then and then toss in the play of Vontez Perfect. Over and over and over again, he's been a dirty player. And then also, we made a point the other day that even when he got knocked out by Juju Schuster-Smith, when he woke up, he was rolling around trying to grab his ankles to still be a dirty player. We got a lot left for you here in this show. We got Cavaliers versus Celtics later tonight. We got David Gettleman as the New York Giants general manager in the NFL playoffs. Holler at us on the other side of the break. Pick it up the blitz. KB and E-Fane. Out, not for good. This is KB from Pick Em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Alabama's riding with the four-point favorite on the Richter scales, according to Vegas, against Georgia in the national championship. David Gettleman is the new GM for the New York Giants, and Ryan Tannehill appears to be Adam Gase's guy in Miami. This is Picking Up the Blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Fain, Mad Money, Mike. Call the show at 267-521-0153 to get in on the conversation Find us on Facebook, search 
Pick it up the Blitz. You'll hit our Facebook page. You'll love it. And find us on Twitter as well. We got our caller on the line. Caller, what's your name and what zone you bringing the Blitz from? Yes, yeah, Brian, and I'm bringing the zone from Columbus. Bringing, bringing the, the zone from, from Columbus. Columbus. <laughs> all right, what's happening down there in Columbus? You dealing with cold weather like uh, we all are, besides Spain? Yeah, maybe not like y'all are, but cold, cold by these uh, standards. Getting a little better, though. I heard a real – I want to see what y'all think about this. I heard a real interesting argument last week in connection with the Celtics Cavaliers tonight. A man I was talking to thought and argued pretty persuasively that the Celtics could possibly overcome Golden State uh, this year but probably cannot overcome Cleveland uh, this year. And I don't know where tonight's game stacks up in the big picture, but I did want to get a call and see if I could get a call from y'all on tonight's game. Well, it's Boston's favored by three points. And then I also want to – the two things real quick I want to get in is that um, tonight's game will be intriguing. Isaiah Thomas is not going to play, which I find very intriguing reasons why and why not. Uh, I did, but I did I, not I, know that. I have, I have it the complete opposite. I, I have it uh, – Boston will not be able to beat Cleveland – but matches up better against Golden State. And I also want to remind you and the rest of our listeners here of picking up the Blitz that Boston's two biggest comebacks of the season, 26 points against Houston and then 17 points against Golden State in a comeback win. Boston's mm-hmm. roster matches up against Golden State better than almost any other, any other team in the league. They play the same kind of ball. They have a smart head coach. I like Boston to beat Golden State, but but not be able to beat Cleveland this year. What are your thoughts, Efane? Oh, dude, listen to me. Trust me right now. Uh, Boston can easily beat Golden State. Uh, you're going to have to get back to me here. I'm on the other line doing some research real quick. But uh, let me tell you something. Boston, this game tonight, I'm so excited for. So excited for, dude. You know Isaiah Thomas isn't playing, right? Which baffles me, but that I want to hear your thoughts on more than mine because this that that is so annoying to me. I woke up this morning so excited to freaking watch these guys play and watch him go nuts after what he did either last I believe yeah last night. Now we saw that he was looking healthy, looking good. I saw a great assist on LeBron. I want to see how the chemistry develops, man. But damn it, I wanted to see him play and I wanted to see the res- the response that Boston gave him as he came back. They they will they will give him a gracious and noble. Uh, response. There's no question nah, about nah, he whether turned, he plays he or not. He turned it down. He turned down the uh, he turned down the video tribute. Oh, y'all are y'all are ahead of me. Uh, well, he would have to have turned it down because Boston was certainly there with open arms. One, the crowd, well, TD Garden knows what well, it had, knows what it lost. Well, maybe he should get it when when he's going to play. Is what he's thinking. He's going to get the well, ovation. But the next time that Isaiah Thomas is going to come back to Boston. They're going to be giving Paul Pierce a tribute video, so it's going to. That's exactly going to, right. It's going to. What uh, is his reason for not playing tonight? What is the actual reason? He played 18 minutes last night, which was beyond his limit restriction. They had this game plan to not play him before he went beyond those minutes last night. But back-to-back game, hip injury coming back. I get it, but the the real question lies in. Why did they bring him back last night to sit him tonight when they could have just brought him back a day later or just waited for these two games to be over and he could have gotten an increased rest? I believe that it's a LeBron James move through and through. I can see that. I can see that 100%. Uh, LeBron just saying, what, you know, don't even worry about it. I don't want the stress of, of uh, having to worry about this Boston game. This is a meaningless game. Don't stress yourself out. Is that There's what no- you're trying to make? Exactly, exactly. There's nothing to gain by them playing Isaiah Thomas in this game. There's literally nothing to gain for him. A lot to gain by us, the viewers of the game, but nothing by Cleveland, LeBron James, well, yeah, or Isaiah Thomas. Time. If you're going to tell me that Isaiah Thomas doesn't want to stick it to the team that 
he put his heart and soul in there in the freaking working class and the TD Garden of Boston. I mean, that's essentially what you think of when you think of the Boston Celtics as a working class team. It's the working man's team. It's been that way for a long time. And here comes the little guy who literally was the heart and soul of your guys' team. I mean, he bled for you guys essentially last year and played his ass off. I mean, through and through, and then just gets shipped out the door for the bigger name. And and if you're going to tell me that there's not a vendetta there, then you're out of your mind. And I, I I'm really surprised based on what this guy's character seems to be, that he wanted to say, the coach, LeBron, hey, coach LeBron, hey, G- hey GM LeBron, hey, owner LeBron, uh, I'm suiting up tonight, and I'm going to ball out. Nah, there's just two There's two elements here. Number one being the uh, physicality that he's going to get from his former teammates and new additions to the Boston Celtics. LeBron doesn't want him to have to deal with that. He's going to get beat up going to the lane and get beat up on the pick and roll by the Celtics. And he can't take that pounding right now by in a rivalry game. So LeBron's keeping him, keeping him out for that reason. Calling it. LeBron calls it. Okay, 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 okay. So now that we got Columbus on the line, diehard Celtics fan, we know this. Who's winning the game tonight? Looks like Columbus got disconnected. Of course he did. Right when I need Columbus's prediction, he's off the right line. Well, on the game call. Right on the game call. Right on the game call. Right near the. He game always call. says he's oh, not a gambling. Too cold. He oh, always says him. he's not a gambling man. When we asked him about the spread, he probably knew it was coming and hopped off real quick. All right. The other thing I want to talk about with this game now that we're here is LeBron versus. Well, actually, no. I never got to finish my last point, Eddie. As it oh, then go as, for it, Mac. I uh, I previously stated that this was going to be with with not the age necessarily, but the size of these two individuals. Talking about Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James that this was going to be a big brother, little brother situation, and that Isaiah Thomas finally got the big brother he needed to attack them, and LeBron James finally got the little brother that he always needed. This is the first move on that. Big brother saying, nah, don't even come out here with these big dogs, little bro. I got this game. We'll get you on the next one for sure. Don't even come out here. Big bro's got you on this one. I feel like they, that they are going to work as a tandem together in that aspect. You're still not answering my question, who's going to win the game tonight? I think Boston will, but will not cover the spread. And that's a locked and loaded NBA pick here on picking up the blitz. Cleveland covers three, but loses the game to Boston tonight. Kyrie balls out tonight. I think Kyrie has a has a really good game. Probably starts off a little uh, a little slow. The Celtics have been sluggish out of the gates. Cleveland is hitting on all cylinders, but I think what'll slow Cleveland down is getting that little taste of Isaiah Thomas, that little bit of distraction, and then having him taken away. I think that slows Cleveland down just enough to throw him off the rhythm, not to be able to win the game. Okay, okay. The next question I got to throw your way because a lot of rumors are speculating and there's a lot of rumors floating around out there. Is Gordon Hayward actually ruled out for the rest of the season or could he make an appearance as the playoffs come around? I'll be straight up with you. I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say you, there's no reason to bring him back this season. You got a ton of younger talent getting a ton of valuable minutes this season. He'll be way much more valuable and so will everybody else due to this injury. There it is. On picking up the blitz with KB and E. Fain. I also want to talk a little more Celtics on Jason Tatum on the rookie season that he's having versus a couple other players. Eddie, I think that this guy has been explosive offensively. He needs to be utilized offensively more, but especially on the defensive end. I think Tatum's length needs to be applied on defense to the tougher matchups that the Celtics deal with. Have you got to see a lot of this guy play yet? If you think I'm paying a lick of attention to Jason Tatum, then you're dreaming, dude. Well, who? What rookies have you been watching? Not many. I, to be honest with you, I'll watch a few NBA games. I've told you this a hundred times, man. I will watch a few NBA games, a handful of NBA games, because we just want the playoffs. I mean, like tonight, I'm going to tune in for this one. I'm going to watch this one through. 
this is a good game. The rest of it's 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 placate ball. It's whenever they it's like uh, going to the gym and watching them just kind of screw around. Nobody wants to watch this crap. Jason Tatum, wow, I'm sure he has a lot of potential. Uh, I've been following a little bit of what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are doing out there. All I know they're not technically rookies, but it is what it is. It's good to see that Philadelphia is finally starting to do something. That's an interesting story. I'll catch a Philadelphia game if it's broadcast. Other than that, man, come on. I, it's the end. It's, it's, this is a season that we know what we're watching. We know what we're going to get. Get me to the playoffs, and then you'll have my attention. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's, uh, and, and to let's, be honest, Beck, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. And to be honest, Beck, I, I'm pretty sure that most of the, you know, diehard fans are going to be diehard fans no matter what the team is. And I, I'll watch Heat games, but if we're sitting at 17 and 15 or 18 and 16, two games over 500, coming off of injuries, and these guys are sitting out. It's the same shit. It's the same story as usual. It's the same nonsense. And if you think that I'm going to tune in at 7:30 on a Tuesday night instead of going out drinking with my boys, instead of going out hanging out with my girl, then you're you're out of your mind, bro. I'm I, I'm not I'm not. I, if they're not invested in trying to win every night, if Dion Waiters wants to take off a game every freaking night, then why, why am I going to waste my three hours to watch this game? I'm not. I'm not going to do it. You want to make the playoffs. You want to when you want to talk to me when we're making the playoff push towards the end of the year. You got me tuned in. If you think I'm going to sit around watching you guys kind of scrub your way through a season again? As usual, just, yeah, well, we'll play when we feel like it. Then you're dreaming. And, and I, as NBA fans, I, I promise you that the majorities are going to agree with me on that one, bro. I think some of them agree with you about tonight's game and Isaiah Thomas not playing. All right, we got to get to David Gettleman is the new GM of the New York Giants. He's been there before. He worked under Ernie Akorski and Jerry Reese. He had his time down in Carolina. Mad Money, you know all about that. Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl. I know that was fun for you, wasn't it? Mad Money, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, it's never fun. It's never fun losing the Super Bowl, especially in that fashion. Now, Dave Gettleman, he knows the Giants organization. He had success in Carolina, but the majority of his success came in Denver and then in New York. He knows what he likes and doesn't like about the Giants. The first thing he did when he came into the Giants organization was came in and he fired his executive lead scout, Mark Ross. I like the move. Get your guys in. Get the guys you don't like out. There's two more questions that are looming for the Giants, though, and that is, number one, who are they going to get for the head coach? And number two, what do you do with your Eli Manning situation that you have on your hands? What are your thoughts, E-Fane, Matt Money, Mike? Hey, Matt Money, you take this one first. No, you got this one. I wasn't listening to what Beck was saying, so I just wanted to pass it on to you. All right. Well, E-Fane, I'll reiterate. Giants head coach and Eli Manning Oh, we're talking situation. about the Giants again. But we're talking about the Giants again. What do you do for the head coach? Well, if you're not getting Gruden, and I, I like that Les Miles thing, uh, I could care less. I don't know who do Gettleman like is. I don't. I don't. I don't know who Gettleman is. I, Come on, man! It's, it's Eli's birthday. It's been good, dude. Stick with Eli, man. What's your draft? Good. What, 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 what number are you guys in the draft? Number two. I want the Giants to draft Saquon Barkley. You got a second. I pick? want. Yeah, I want the Penn State running back. And you want Saquon Barkley because you guys haven't had a running back since God knows when. Even though Orleans Dark has been playing pretty well towards the end of the season, so you, you're right. gonna you're gonna completely you're gonna you're gonna bank on your third string white guy that, as the quarterback is what you're gonna bank on is your future, and you're gonna go running back even though a running back is such an interchangeable piece in the NFL. And if you go with what your boy Colin Cowherd was saying today, you look at teams that are so much better off. Once they get rid of their, their – you could have a superstar running back, and teams that don't have that superstar running back are better off without them. Like, let's take a look at Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. that have had Adrian Peterson as the cornerstone of their franchise for how many years, and this is the year that they are phenomenal record-wise, have a better chance at the playoffs with a way better team and a guy that we have all of a sudden are starting to think is a really good quarterback when he really isn't that great. But he's playing well. But the running back is such an interchangeable piece, man. I just don't agree with Saquon Barkley being the guy. I think you need quarterbacks or you need skilled players. But if you're going number two and you're going to go Saquon Barkley that high, I don't know where he's projected, that's a risky move, bro. And and, and I, if you can't – I really think that you could build around Orleans Darkwell. Dude, if I'm you, I go and find the biggest freaking meat and potatoes lineman 
quickest guy, the most sure thing that you can find, and you take him number two because your O-line has been your problem. Your freaking knife in the side of your ribs in the last freaking five years, man. So, yeah, but there isn't that guy. There isn't that guy this year. Are you sure that there isn't that guy? Because there's always that guy. And just because you don't know about that guy yet and there's so much time before the draft, that guy will emerge. Just give it time. Let the scouts do their thing. That guy's out there. And you, well, you see some Tom stuff, and you see, wow, man, this guy right here, this, this is impressive. You build well, it's in pencil. It's in pencil, this is, not this, this pen. Is again, this is, again, only thing, assuming that you're going with the thought process that behind Eli Manning, whose career is coming to the end, the sunset is near, that you're going to stick with your third-string kid, who I don't even know his name, as your number one guy in the future. Because if, yeah, if not, you draft the quarterback. I think I think if you get Barkley, you could solidify the running back position, which means that you're looking pretty good at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver on the Giants, and then start putting that offensive line together via the draft and free agency, even though they only have $1 billion of uh, cap room. But I don't think everybody's too interested in the New York Giants at this time. Might no one is. Be, no one is, but I got, giant sense. I, I got one more question for you, though, man. Oh, somebody we, is intrigued. We, hang on, hang on. We, 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 because we've seen this for – as the NFL is progressing, we're seeing what this is. This Camara kid is the real deal, and, and it won't last long. It's like a Jamal Charles who's faded into the sunset again. Like it, 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 it won't last long. But if you got these second-round, third-round picks, I don't know how, how stacked you guys are with picks. But man, if you can find these kids, and it, like like the Dolphins, I I can't wait for them to try and utilize Jakeem Grant a little bit more. These little guys that you can turn into specialists that can catch out of the backfield, run a little bit here and there, make plays, kick off returns, as we saw uh, Kamara took one back. I mean, the kid put up fantasy numbers that were just out of control. Uh, my boy Teddy Two Scorch had him, and he was one of the cornerstones of him winning the league this year. These guys are the guys that right now, if you're an NFL a GM. Uh, out anything you need to be watching out for these kids and you need to go and find them from programs that don't have to be top tier and these are the kids that, that are going to make a different change Drake, bro and i'll give you credit where credit's due as i always do kenyon drake is going to be something for about three years in miami and for about three years and then his lifespan will be done and he'll be traded away and it'll just fall apart because he'll get hurt and the agility will go down as like reggie bush but this is what the league's becoming. A pound, I want to say a ground and pound back like um, a Barkley. You know, he's definitely worth something. Don't get me wrong. A second round, the second pick in the NFL draft, bro, I think you're pushing it, man. Yeah, I know it's a high number. I know it's a high number. And I like the Kamar kid as well. And another person that's been jumping off the page since his uh, recent reappearance here in the NFL has been Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo in six total games has thrown for 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. He set every record that you know of for a 49ers quarterback in their opening debut. Almost six games. It almost makes you think. It almost makes you think that they made the mistake of playing him to win a couple games because it hurt their draft stock. Yeah, because, I was you know, gonna. Th- I was going to throw that question your way because they've been hey, averaging it, it really 20. Makes you, think you, really, you wanted to see what he had, and I understand that. You wanted to see what you had in him, so you had to play him. But it sucks that he played so well. And then he's, he's, really, he's really looking like this is the guy for the next, you know, six, seven years. And Dude, now, you know, he's sitting with six wins instead of one. It's, it's, it's kind of a little painful. 28.8 points per game with Garoppolo under center. That's pretty now, impressive, you- man. How do you what what happened here as we've discussed before that how the hell would Belichick this seems so unpatriotic, man. It seems so unpatriotic for them to make this move to trade him away. What worked here that they got him for a second round pick, correct? I mean, how did how did John Lynch work this when you know I don't give a shit that Tom Brady only eats yogurt and does yoga. I don't care. 
and you're going to be done sooner than later, bro. You're not going to play until you're 46. I don't care, Tom. You can run around putting on face masks. Like, I'm not talking about your helmet. I'm talking about, you know, your your Kiwi freaking mix that you put on there with Giselle when you take your naps at 730 at night and you don't drink coffee and you only have a beer in the off season. You're done soon, buddy, and it just doesn't make sense that they wouldn't just – either get more for Garoppolo or just keep him on the bench and then ride him for the next 10 years and continue to be the dynasty that they are. It's, it's hard to believe that, they, that this trade happened unless there's something behind the scenes that we just have no idea about. Which there absolutely has to be, man, because the only other thing that you can think of is opposite division and geographic regioning being the reason behind this trade being such a low, low dollar amount for – the price tag on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, who wouldn't have made this deal? If the, Like I told you weeks ago, man, if the Giants were willing to put Eli Manning on the bench, why wouldn't they just trade a second-round pick for Jimmy Jesus right then and there? Like, nothing – that didn't make sense to me. If, he, if you could have got if you could have got Garoppolo for a second-round pick, yeah, then put Manning on the bench, bring Garoppolo in right now, start getting time. I'd be cool with that. Now, John Lynch says that he wants Jimmy Garoppolo to be a 49er for a long, long time. And that leads us to the question of, Eddie, are we talking franchise tag at the end of the season that we're at now? Or are we talking big long-term deal here? Well, I mean, I don't know, man. It all, it all depends on how this all plays out. It's too early to tell with this guy, man, but... It just seems I think that there's every... no reason not to franchise tag him. You're going to pay him all the money. Why not franchise tag him? Because you really don't 100% know about Garoppolo yet, do you? Every single thing we've seen, every sign, every analyst, everything points to him being your franchise quarterback, man. I mean, I, I, I guess you franchise tag him because it's a smart thing to do. But man, you know, I'd lock him up if I'm San Francisco and the struggle mm-hmm. that they've had between Brian Hoyers and all kinds of crap like that and whoever else. I can't even tell you who was the last San Francisco quarterback that was worth something. Jeff Garcia. I mean, Steve bro, Young, Jeff Steve, Garcia. Well, no, Joe no, no, Montana. Yeah, I mean, obviously Steve Young, but then it was Jeff Garcia, and let's not make Jeff Garcia. Oh, Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. There you go. There you go. Hey, we have to cut you all off. You know what's coming. It's the NFL playoff preview in our locked and loaded NFL edition of our picks. Going to be a little. You extended. said you were never going to say Colin Kaepernick's name again on this show. You said no. Kaepernick on this show. I, you can't do that to me, man. No. KB blew it. This is KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E fans. Ethan and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your newsfeed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz.
Oh, picking up the blitz with KB and E-Fane. I did it, yeah. I said Colin Kaepernick's damn name on the show again by accident. But at least I was talking about football, E-Fane. And some more about football here. Your boy, Adam Gase, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, just said that T. Hill, Ryan Tannehill, is still his boy for the future. Yeah, well, he also said Jay Cutler was his boy, too. So, uh, we can see how that happens. You want to talk about Dolphins real quickly? I'll tell you, let me tell you what the Dolphins need to do. Dolphins need to just give up on Tannehill, try and trade him away for something, go get one of these kids in the draft, rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Cameron Wake to the end of his days, and Dominic Sue's close to the end of his days. They've wasted so much talent. They've wasted so much time. They Once again, another mediocre season or what? I don't know, 6 and 10. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we finished. We're going to be sitting at 11th in the draft, something like that. It's 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 just it, it, it's just despicable. It's it's embarrassing. It's as a fan, I'm over him. I'm over him as a fan. I say this every year. I'm over him as a fan. I'm over them as an organization. I won't buy another piece of Dolphins gear. I will not go to another game. I I will not watch. And I I turn the Wait. game off the second they put fails in. I, I know. I know. Hey 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 hey! Knock it off, man. Just give me my two seconds to tell you about it. All right. Draft a quarterback. Go get a kid. Give me big. I'm not Baker Mayfield because he's not going to work out in the NFL. He's he's going to be okay, but he's not going to work out. He's the next giant man, I promise you. And that just goes to show you what exactly why because he's drinking drinking beers at the LA Clippers game. Here's what the deal is: go get a quarterback. Give me Sam Darnold. I know a lot of people are starting to really think, oh, Sam Darnold might stick around for another year before he goes out. Sam Darnold might need more practice. Give me Sam Darnold. Let Ryan let him sit How would you and get hell, Sam Darnold? Let me finish, and I'm done. Let me finish, and I'm done. Let me finish, and I'm done. Let me finish, and I'm done, Beck. You run it up. Let me talk. Here's what it is. Sit him behind Tannehill. Tannehill, all these proven is that he's injury-prone. Tannehill is not proven. us a damn thing, okay? And, and we're wasting talent. We're wasting years. Go get me a new quarterback. Let's start over again because you got to start again because what we have here with Ryan Tannehill, oh, Adam Gase is backing him. Oh, that's so great, Adam. Thanks, Adam, you genius. The quarterback guru. The way the quarterback boo-goo. <laughs> They're awful. I hate them. Go ahead. Next topic. All right. Let's load up for the Locked and Loaded Picks of the Week here every week on Pick of the Blitz, brought to you by Wild Dog Hot Sauce. Efe, KB, Mad Money Mike, we're about to light it up. Light it up in here tonight. Nothing more exciting than NFL Wild Card Weekend. Everybody's hopes and dreams are on the line here. You think your team can't make it to a distance? They probably can. They probably won't. And they probably shouldn't. But we'll find out this weekend. And me and E-Fane have all the answers right here. E-Fane and I, in case my mom's listening. Tennessee. Taking the, them, oh man, I blew that one right off the top. Tennessee's going to Kansas City, and they're taking seven points with them. Eddie, did Tennessee have the firepower to upset KC? Not even close. Kansas City caught their win right when they needed to. Kansas City will be the team that's right there. After the wild card that loses, Kansas City going to beat Tennessee by about, mark my words, 18 points. This isn't even going to be a game worth watching. Tennessee is straight garbage. When Kansas City gets high, Kansas City gets high, and I know you agree with me on this one. I don't, have to, I don't even have to ask. Hey, any chance Derrick Henry blows up in this game with DeMarco Murray out? Yeah, he'll probably have a pretty good game. Like we're going to come close to what Kareem Hunt, uh, the rest of the gang there, Tyreek Hill, those, these guys are just too much firepower. Tennessee's defense is suspect, to say the least. Uh, we know what this is. Come on, back. back. We know what this is. I don't know, Hold man. On. It's, uh, okay, so then, okay, okay, so then tell me what's going to happen. You're, you're going to grow. You're going to go with Tennessee. Mariota. I mean, dude, I would love seven and a half. I like seven. I like seven. I think Mariota's got enough wherewithal. Henry's a good enough back. They scare me at their wide receiver talent, and like you said, their defense is suspect. But Kansas City is not that much better on the other end, man. Not as of lately. Okay, so just tell me what's going to happen then, Beck, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Kansas City by about 18 points. Yeah, I'm going to say that Tennessee covers, man. I You might be spiting me into a spike pick, though. I don't money, trust write that. It down. I don't trust that. Write it down, my money. I'll take, I'll take it Tennessee, but I'm pushing everybody to Fane's direction to trust E-Fane on this pick. Let me lose my money here on Tennessee. Let's switch over to the NFC, and we got New Orleans hosting Mad Money Mike's 
Carolina Panthers and his Panthers are coming into town getting four points. Matt Money, I want you to pick this game first, bro. Yeah, Matt Money, I want to hear this. I want to hear from you, Matt Money. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this game. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You know, uh, the Saints beat us twice this year already. They're not gonna. They're, we're not gonna let it happen a third time. That's all I can say. So, we got this. I'm a little nervous, but I know we got it. Why? Money, you think that Cam Newton's point. gonna actually? Do you it's think very, that Cam Newton's actually gonna be the leader? Or do you think Cam Newton's gonna shrink as he always does? You can see hot Cam, or we can see cold Cam, and you're gonna see both in the game. But you're just you're just banking. You're gonna see hot Cam as opposed to cold Cam more often. Come on, man, money, Mike. How much do you trust Cam Newton? Come on. You know what? He's we he's just got to do it. I mean, he's he's got to he he's such a baby. But damn, he he knew he was good. <laughs> I'm picking up the Bliss website. Mad Money beefing with Cam Newton. The fight is Eddie, scheduled Eddie. for July 13th. How much do you trust Cam Newton in this game against Drew Brees and those New Orleans Saints and that Alvin Kamara you love so much? It's not just Kamara. It's Ingram, too, man. And it, it's it, I, I, I really like Christian McCaffrey, and I really like I don't like Cam Newton, but I, I know how capable and talented he is. He is so capable of doing some amazing things on the football field. But the second that that this thing starts going south, I think Cam's the first one this lake, and, uh, and Christian McCaffrey's not there yet. He had a huge drop in, uh, in last week's game uh, against Atlanta where he was coming off the screen, which was a big turning point in the game. They're not there yet. New Orleans is with their offense, and Drew Brees is trying to give this his one last kind of hurrah. I'm going New Orleans. And what did you say the point spread was again one more time for me back? New Orleans minus four. Uh, now, the four is a nine. That's a different story, man, because this one's going to come down to the wire. Uh, if you're going to give if you're going to give me four, I roll with Carolina. I'm going to take New Orleans to win the game literally by a point. But uh, I'm going to roll with Carolina if you're going to give me four. Yeah, I hear you on that Carolina pick. I think that's where I'm going. I think Cam Newton's in the most boomer bust situation of his career as up to yet. I think that includes the Denver Super Bowl game that y'all are thinking that I'm forgetting right now, but I'm not. This includes that one. This is against a division rival, and like Mad Money Mike said, this is the third time these teams have met this season, and New Orleans has won the previous two. I think it's very, very hard for a team in the NFL to beat another team three times in one season. Also, I think that Carolina has the ability to stay in games when Cam Newton plays badly. They don't win games when he plays badly, but they stay in games, which is... Well, I'll tell you one thing about Carolina. Let me tell you something about Carolina. Best player on the field, Luke Keekly. This dude is a freak of nature, incredible athlete, and the leader by far of the team. Cam can say he's the leader of the offense. This dude, like when uh, Sanu, the ball was bouncing around there. I don't know if you caught the Atlanta-Carolina uh, game. I know you did, Matt Money. It bounced around. Keekly immediately ran the challenge. No, 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 that's not a catch. It's not a touchdown. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And then he goes to the refs and says, hey, just listen to me from now on, man. This dude is the real deal. He, he, he has the ability to just smell out every single play, and he's involved in every single defensive play. Well, he's, he's a freak of nature. I, I, lo- I love it, but I, at the same time, he's not going to be able to stop the scene. They just have too much firepower this year. I don't know. If anybody can do it, Luke Lally can. He's a baller, and that's for real. But I think Carolina covers his friend. I don't know who Luke is, but Luke Keekly is who I was speaking of. If you look at his name, it kind of looks like Luca Lely. Oh, oh, good, good joke. Another, another good one for picking up. Yeah, man, Luca Lely, and I think Carolina is gonna. I think Carolina is gonna at least cover this spread. I think four is too much, and I'm willing to give. And I think that Mad Money Mike. Back? I think, I think. Uh, oh man, you put me on this one, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Carolina to to straight up win. Just because of what Mad Money Mike brought up. And what was that, Mad Money Mike? Not, not going to do it. We're not going to lose three times of the Saints in the same season. That's just not going to happen. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Take it to New Orleans. And New Orleans, you take it on home. You take it on home. That's where you're going. Let's switch back over to the AFC. And now we're talking. Now we were talking Wendy's dumpster with Frank Randall's body in the bag earlier. Now we're talking a good old dumpster matchup, but I'm actually 
I'm not going to lie, man. This one intrigues me, Eddie. And you know right where I'm going. Buffalo, Hillbilly, Table Breaking, Mofos, heading down to Jacksonville, Florida, and taking six and a half points to that warm weather stadium. Woo! This is going to be a good game. Buffalo plus six and a half? Yep. The defense is going to eat Tyrod Taylor alive, although Tyrod Taylor looked like he was the MVP of the league last two times. Right, let, me, let me run this by you. I got three quick questions. Three quick questions about this Go. game that might, that might lead us to the answer. Better QB, Blake Bortles or Tyrod Taylor? Jesus, flip a coin. Better team Blake overall. Bortles. Better team overall. Jesus, flip a coin, man. Okay, most deserving, most deserving team. Jacksonville. No, Buffalo, because the Buffalo's playoff crowd. No, Buffalo just got there. Jacksonville has a Tom Conlon. Buffalo more deserving. Buffalo Uh, fan base, colder weather. Those questions clearly hurt the process more than helping it. I think that Tyrod Taylor's definitely a better quarterback. He, uh, He just is. His quarterback rating shows it. Better Jacksonville team. wins the game by a field goal. Jacksonville wins the game by a field goal. Uh, Buffalo covers. So there you go. You got Buffalo cover. Better teams, definitely Jacksonville. Most deserving is Buffalo. They worked hardest to get here. They were able to overcome a Nathan McDaniel start. Or what was his name? Nathan Peterman. They, they started Nathan, Nathan Peterman. He threw five picks and lost him a game. And they still found their way into the playoffs thanks to a – Debacle by the Baltimore Ravens. I think backing you in, backing your way into the playoffs gives you some momentum. Is it enough to go down to Jacksonville and win? It's a tough call. I don't think that Baltimore. I don't think that Buffalo has enough weapons to go down in the warm weather and take advantage of Jacksonville's home field territory. So I think I'm going to stick with Jacksonville. To win the game, but Buffalo to cover. If you're betting real money, take Buffalo. If you're betting your buddy straight up, take Jacksonville. Take Jacksonville. And that's where you went, right, Vane? Sure. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jacksonville's going to win by a last second field goal. That's how it's going to go down. All right, all right, all right. And then finally, finally, our fourth game of the week. The winner of this game is going to head to Minnesota, and they might head to Minnesota again, and then they might ho- Minnesota might host this damn Super Bowl in Minnesota if they get that far. But if these two teams want to get to Minnesota, it's going to be Atlanta plus five and a half going to L.A., not San Diego Rams. Eddie, to start it off, who's the better quarterback, Jared Goff or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, 100%. No questions asked. Not even in the Nah, there's a bunch of questions to ask because I don't agree. Why? He, Jared Goff is better. Jared, He's a better deep Goff ball thrower. Done? What's Jared Goff done? What has Matt Ryan done? I'm very close to winning the Super Bowl. Won no, an NFC he, championship. He was part of the the worst Super Bowl comeback ever. He could not get he, he, 12 years in the league, and he still couldn't man up against little Kyle Shanahan. Come on, man. That dude ain't nothing. Jerry Goff's already better than that dude. What are you calling Jerry Goff out? Because he, he made a little ass of himself on Baller, or not Ballers, but uh, what's the show? Uh, HBO Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, Hard dog. Knocks. It doesn't matter, dude. Jerry Goff, shit, look at his numbers this season. They're decent. Look at Todd Gurley. He's a freak of nature. Look at what Sean McVay has done for the team. Sean McVay's the most important player, bro. Sean, Sean McVay's the MVP of that team. It's not Jerry Goff, dude. He's playing his role fine. You're right, better than I thought he was going to this season. I will give you that. But don't tell me that he's better than Matt Ryan, dude. This is where you get delusional when you're not thinking straight. This is the point of the show where you know you only got two minutes left, and you're about to hand out a game ball, and you're losing your goddamn mind. Don't ever <laughs> try this shit. Hey, well, I'm losing said, my mind. The L.A. Rams are winning the game. Goodbye, yeah, but Atlanta's covering, right? Yeah, Atlanta covers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. That's what I'm saying, too, man. We're right there. We're on the same page. You know where the money goes. If you want to make more money, put more money down and take these picks to the bank with you. 
but take them to Vegas first. That way you can multiply because that's what we do for you here on the show. Next week, you want to call in. It's 267-521-0153. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. It's KBE Fame, Mad Money Mike, giving out Game Balls of the Week. Eddie, I, I was between Alabama, who's going to be hosting Georgia, or not hosting Georgia, but down there close to it, minus four, getting in there when nobody gave him credit, or Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think I'm going to give it to Jimmy Garoppolo and the way he's played this season. Who you got? Uh, game ball 30 seconds. You threw the Miami Dolphins. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Miami Dolphins. You heard that from Ethan. First off, here on Pick Up the Blitz. Dude's going to have a good year, but maybe not as good as Saquon Barkley. You never know. Adam Gase, T. Hill. We'll see. We'll see. More football. Please, please, give me more football. Makes my job easier. Let's roll. Can't wait to talk to you all next week. Holler, Pick Up the Blitz is out.